Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to season four, episode 13, I do believe, of You Haven't Heard This Music podcast, an entertaining podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe are as good, if not majority of the time, better than that in the mainstream. Each week we bring some new music that's been sent to us through the emails, through submissions, some of our favourite music. This week it's uh, me and Wayne that will be bringing some submissions. Ema is away, we miss her, she's away doing some competition in some foreign land somewhere, she's won some competition, I'm unsure of the, the details but I'm sure we'll get together with her sometime soon and she'll tell us all about it and how exciting it is for her and it must be exciting just to get out of the country, but yeah, each week, some well not each week but most of the time we have a guest, this week we do have a guest, we have Brian Funk from the Music Production Podcast. He'll be joining us, chatting with us about music and choosing a wild card and hopefully having a chat with us about music production, what he does, his podcast and all that malarkey. So yeah, as I stated before, this is a podcast about less-known music by less-known artists that we believe are as good, if not better than that, in the mainstream. For example, the piece of music you can hear behind me currently is called Souls and it is by Gabriel Balke. Uh, he has a quite an interesting story which I'm not going to go into but we shall leave links to him and his music so check him out.
Hello, Brian Funk from the Music Production Podcast. How are you both? I'm very good, mate. Hi. Good. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. I'm going to turn that down because that's quite loud. It's comes always comes out louder when I play it live than it does in the edit. So <laughs> there you go. Um, I love that a lot. Um, Gabriel Balka, we've had him on before. He's a fantastic music producer. Um, I think I thought this might be right up your street, Brian. It's um, playing with sounds and textures and the likes. Yeah, I like this sound a lot. There's a lot of um, interesting uh, scales, I think, too. You know, um, some maybe some like microtonal stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's um, it's very eastern. It's got a very big eastern vibe to it. It kind of reminds me of the. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Wayne. The, it might have been the middle eight in uh, "Smack My Bitch Up" by the Prodigy. Yeah, that's that's rocking. Like um, that's yeah, that's more sort of like far east, you know, like uh, India and that. But yeah, but I, I see where you're going with that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got that yeah. lovely, you know, bazooki type feel to it. Yeah. But yes, um, so yeah, go check him out. As I stated before, his links are in the show notes. Um, yeah, so Wayne, what's what's new? I'm well, I'm ecstatic tonight, mate. Um, we're recording this on the night that England have finally beat Germany uh, in a in a major tournament. Yeah, no, it's major tournament since World War Two. <laughs> no, no, no. Since uh, <laughs> since the 1966 World Cup final, so yeah. I mean, this will be released well after that, and we could have crashed and burned uh, long after that. Hopefully not after tonight's uh, brilliant display. But yeah, ecstatic tonight. Absolutely uh, loving it. Excellent. And um, before we move on with the show, uh, do you have any, you have something to bring? I do believe. Oh yes, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, me and Rich were invited to uh, a secret uh, one-off gig uh, for for the guys behind the Breaking Bands Festival, which is, which takes place down in Bromsgrove, uh, just uh, in Warwickshire. Uh, it was just a, a night where they brought all the people from the, who run the festival together and some some special guests to come and witness a, a new band called uh, White Tiger, uh, and they were releasing their new. Uh, album I believe coming soon um, and they played for a couple of hours which was lovely and uh, we had a chat with uh, Jay who is uh, one of the head honchos at the Breaking Bands Festival and uh, we managed to get a little bit of an interview with him uh, which we'll play now Right so we're at a invite only gig for a band brand new band called uh, White Tiger this is going to be their debut uh, gig, I believe, and we're sat here with the organizer, one of the organizers of the Breaking Bands Festival. Jay, hello, Jay, how are you? I'm good, nice to meet you guys for yes. the first time. Yes, nice to Thank meet you. you too. So, um, we're at this lovely venue uh, in Stoke Prior in Bromsgrove. It's fucking freezing. It's, <laughs> we're sat in a market at this moment, and uh, we've had glorious weather all week, and now it's absolutely freezing. Yeah. Um, typical British summertime. Um, this, this lovely venue overlooking the, um, well, it's the gateway to. Well, it's Warwickshire, isn't it? Yeah, that's where. We're, yeah, yeah, you've got you've got the Malvern Hills just over the back there. Um, it's beautiful. You've got Hereford just over there. You know, um, side of country. So, so uh, let's have a bit of background on Breaking Bands. Where did it come from? Where did you start it? Um, myself and one of the other directors, uh, Steve. We were um, we were talking about um, all the 
awful stuff that we've seen at other festivals. We've worked stage, we've worked sound, we've worked lights, we've worked... Um, we've band managed, we've crewed, we've roaded, um, we've done all sorts between us. And we said, you know what, there's... I wouldn't pay to come to this festival, you know. It's a fact. <laughs> Thankfully, I get free press pass for these festivals, and we said we need to make a festival that we'd be willing to pay to go to. And we said, right, I see some really good ideas at that festival, and some really bad ideas at that festival, and really awesome things how they've done that, but they could tweak it. And and we decided let's go with a good, bad, ugly situation of making a festival based on what we've seen everywhere else not steal people's ideas but what their ideas are develop them if they've done something that's half decent okay but we could do more than that because they, there's four of us that run it and we are all we've all got different talents my my partner is um is an artist uh, graphic designer i'm a web designer so we don't have to pay for the web design for the website and the graphics all the posters that sort of thing so it, it means we we can spend money elsewhere my the other director he's um he's production manager for the whole site he looks after all the stage crews and things like that and they've won a they've won awards since we've been going and our other director his partner runs the financial side so because of her background so it's like we've actually got a team of people here and we had a small crew of people that we've worked with over the years in different things and it's like well we've got somebody there that does this somebody there that does that we've actually got all the infrastructure here now we just need a site and then we came here and fell in love with it in 2014 we'd already come up with an idea for a festival we just hadn't got a location and um, we came to Stoke prior for Beamageddon in 2014, which was only in its second, third year, maybe. And we said, do you mind if we nick the other bank holiday there at the end of August? you mind if we nick the May bank holiday? No, not at all, you know, go for it. And we said, yeah, OK, this is the site we want. We feel that a festival has to be something that is inclusive. It has to have camping. It has to be there all weekend. Everything's on site, your food, your drink, um, your accommodation, the bands. I, I don't class um, a three-day in a pub where you've got to book hotels or you've got to drive 50 miles every day as a festival. That's not a festival. No, it's not. A festival is a gathering of people. This is a yeah. festival site. So, so for our listeners, how... Obviously, you're on. You're in a class as a small festival. Yeah, what you'd be. yeah. How many stages do you run, and how many bands across the weekend? Our, um, our f- license is 750 people. It's grown from 200 the first year to 750 after five. Um, we're looking to get close to the thousand mark, which means then we have to go into different yeah. realms of paperwork and things like <laughs> that. So we're not we're not rushing to get to the thousand mark yet. But um, we we started off with just two stages. We've built it up to three stages, which is the indoor stage, which you, obviously we were having mm. a drink in earlier. We have an enormous marquee out here, which is actually bigger than the whole venue. Wow. Um, it's absolutely huge. And we're, we're, we have a big stage there. And then at the far end of the stage, we're having like a little bluegrass-style um, acoustic stage. We've, we've always had a thing since we started having this little acoustic thing in the morning everybody likes to get up have a bacon butty and listen to some you know Lovely. young yeah. young lads and lassies playing a guitar hitting a kahan and just having a chill yeah um it's grown like that and every year we've we've added to the traditions like we now have um, pajama parties on a sunday morning every year <laughs> it was just a, it was just a joke with one band and then all of a sudden, all the bands on Sunday now play in pyjamas, and everybody gets up at 10am, comes straight into the marquee in their pyjamas. Um, some people don't wear much pyjamas. 
<laughs> and we have I'm most coming. of the day. <laughs> Literally, very uh, well, good. Um, just wild things. Plus, we have uh, we have a fancy dress over the weekend. Next year is um, Vikings. We've had computer games. Wow. We had a family um, last year where they had Pac Man and the ghosts and they were all connected with a piece of chain so the kids were running around as the pac-man and the ghosts were with them and it, it's just that's just bizarre so, we, so it's a family friendly oh uh, festival it's well. uh, it's a very community festival yeah, we forgot yeah. to mention it's obviously a hard rock rock festival sort of skirting well, into is, metal this is what's pissed me off because you didn't tell me about this I'd have come I'd dressed appropriately if I'd have known we're, we're multi-genre so I, just I didn't know what to expect he knew he could have told me yeah so we, we I did tell him listening just, just FYI um, we, we go right across the spectrum um, because you know what rock fans like metal Metal fans like blues, blues fans like punk, punk fans like rock, and it yeah. just goes. Yeah. We we try and every year try and every band that plays on this festival, apart from one band who's a special guest, has to apply. Even the headliners, anybody who wants to play this festival, all our headliners are picked from applications only. We we don't go cherry picking. We look at every application, we listen to every band, we watch their videos. In most cases, we go and watch them at a festival or at a gig um, without them knowing that we're there because we want people to see you know, what there is there. Um, we always pick a special guest every year that's a band that's already gone to a different level. Um, you know, we've had Blaze Bailey from Iron Maiden wow. fame. We had Breed 7-7 retire on stage at the very first festival. No it was their last gig ever. Um, we had... Um, We've had Chris Slade um, from ACDC. Literally, he was ex-ACDC when we asked him to play. When he came, he was, he'd just come off the Rocker Bus tour of 4.7 million people and brought the Rocker Bus drum kit on that stage in wow. there, which was just not expected. Brilliant. Um, just incredible. Uh, we, have, we have kids playing. We have older people playing, bands that have been around forever, prog, blues, you, you name it. Not pop, not rap, none of that. I'm not going to slag it off, but it's not our it's not our thing. It's not your genre. A lot of the people here are in their 40s plus. It's like people who their kids have flown the nest. So you have your, you know, we're we're having our midlife crisis. We're out and we're partying again. Yeah. But you also have people that bring the whole family, and it's it's wits and weekend. They come out and they have a full. That you know, some people can't afford to go away, mm. so they come here and have a party. Do you have new metal bands? Because that would that'd, 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 that'd come under rap, wouldn't it? That's a, a little bit. We have, we've had, a, we've had a few. Um, there's a band called Seeds and Akira from Bournemouth. Okay. Um, they they're uh, supporting Skindred. Absolutely incredible band. Uh, they would come under that. They, they it's two vocalists. There's one that's doing a bit of the rap, one doing a yeah, bit of yeah, screaming. Yeah. That comes under the new metal. Yeah. We've had goths. We've had. I mean, next year we've got a band from Scotland that's going to come along and do horror Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I you wait till you wait till you see Why them. Not? You wait till you see them. She dresses up as Alice from Alice in Wonderland, and she's doing what all Tim this Burton nice like? stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she just goes into this screamy death metal <laughs> thing. It's wow. weird, but do you know what? It, it's going to be fun. I'm so the the ethos that. of your uh, festival is not dissimilar to our podcast. You know, it's it, 
we, we choose bands we like yeah, there's nobody yeah. we, had a, we had a girl on the other week that sounded like Katie fucking Perry yeah but I mean the ethos of, of, of our show versus the, yeah. the festival you know you, the same thing nobody gets on the show without us liking it it's not like it, you oh, know, yeah, any, yeah. any preferential oh, God, yeah no because there's a lot of uh, radio <laughs> shows podcasts and then they'll have somebody on just be, you know because just for the sake of it we, you vet your people first you make sure yeah. that they're they've uh, a, sta- a standard of quality mm. yeah it, it's it's not just I mean my taste my, my favourite band is ACDC any band that sounds like ACDC <laughs> if, if it was up to me we'd have a weekend of ACDC sounding bands it's not up to me uh, we, we do it in a very fair way what we do um, the four directors plus one secret person that we never tell anybody about because we we have to have an uneven number to make sure that the vote works and all five of us go through the whole application separately we score the bands on our personal preference we we then cross-reference those numbers to see how many of us scored that band top how many scored them middle how many scored them low and then we go okay well there's your bands it's like the breaking band the oscars then <laughs> that's exactly what it <laughs> yeah. is i mean we never tell people how um who who the fifth person is because we they're independent and we don't want any influences from anybody like oh please get my band on you know you can get on festivals if you if you know somebody and that sort of thing we want we don't want to do that it's quite a process you go through yeah mad it's it's months it's months of work so wow. But it yeah. seems like the way you're talking to us, it seems like you know you're energetic about it. It's obviously worth it, and see, I'm, I'm assuming seeing the finished product as well, it really makes it oh, worth it. I mean, this you wouldn't be doing it. 2015. You started, was it? The first one was 2015. Yeah, yeah. six years, and you wouldn't be still doing it. We've we've won we've won two awards for best festival and best stage crew. We we've had 17 award nominations at the UK Festival Awards, which is a massive. It's 750,000 votes. Yeah. We've we've got to the final four. Um, on nine occasions uh, for for nine different um, awards, such as um, best new festival, best festival for emerging talent, um, best innovation, because we came up with a community scheme where they pay ten pound a year for a membership and they get discounts on their tickets and merch and stuff like that. But what that money does is it helps us float the books and things like that. We we've tried all you know we're business I'm I'm business, yeah. you, un- business unfortunately mind, you know so. it's great coming to festivals but they are a business unfortunately and this yeah. is the the nature but of the beast. That's yeah. the, the good thing about this as well, although you're business minded, you can tell that you're not doing this for business purposes. Mm. You're doing it for the love of the music. Whereas you know there are festivals out there and you've been to them yourself probably where you know this is this is just a, a, a yeah. corporate thing. This is just making money. I've, well, I've worked for a festival company for the last three years while I was living in Ibiza. Um, and you know i i quit because of um principle yeah because i didn't like what they were doing with bands how they were ripping bands off i'm not going to go into that it's not going to that so um looking ahead 2022 are you all geared up and ready to go we are um we've had a a four-hour meeting with the crew today um we've told them we we've said right by the time we go back it will be three years without a festival um without our festival um, so everything you remember from when we did it before forget it we're starting again now we're, we're going to say right that was five years we've retired that let's start again and we're now going to do it again but now we've got the knowledge of the first five years to make the next five years our real big plan so we're changing the sound systems the lighting systems um, 
the setups. A lot of things that we're going to do. Um, I was talking to um, another press company earlier. Uh, a lot of the stuff is going to be backstage stuff, stuff that the public won't even mm. see, but that's going to run so much more smooth. Things like media tents, so the media can actually have a proper tent that they can talk to the bands. We're only a small. Festival. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we bought this. This is one of our little. This is one of our little um, pop up tents that we use, and we thought, you know what? I know it's only a little weekend, and there's only half a dozen press here, but let's just make it nice you know we had the green screen up earlier for mm -hmm. photography and things like that we just, we just we're all into this you know we've got official photography teams and um, we've got electricians here that are part of the team and we've got stage people and and stuff like that so we we're all in-house and we're bringing everything in-house and we're buying all our own kit and things like that to save on spend and um, so we just told them a few things today. We're doing something next year, which isn't been announced yet, but we're happy for you to know. Ooh, um, exclusive, everybody. <laughs> if you get that out before Ooh. the others, yeah. <laughs> They're already editing it and, down, and putting it online, aren't they? <clears throat> so, yeah, two hours late on this one. But, yeah, we're, we're doing something next year called Breaking Bands Tour. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to do um, the four home nations. We're going to go England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. And we're going to take Breaking Bands on the road, not as a festival, but just as a showcase and we've got four amazing venues Edinburgh Belfast Blackpool and Cardiff and we've got four promoters that run those areas they know the scene in their areas and each one's going to put on somewhere between five and ten bands that are homegrown so Northern Ireland we're going to have ten Northern Irish bands Scotland we're going to have 10 Scottish band great um, for you because you get to pick, pick, pick up the talent we're, as well. going to, <laughs> we're going there we're not going to do a battle of the bands I'm sick or tired of battle mm. of the bands you know who's who's got the most tickets who's got the biggest yeah, dick I don't like it there, yeah. Yeah. I've worked I've worked for the companies I don't like it it's just a money maker yeah. it's nothing else we're not going to have any there's going to be no money in this it's nothing this is going to be about who the hell are we picking for 2023 we're already looking at 2023 and i'm racking my brains who who haven't we booked yet that we could bring in and it's like, oh my god because we put somewhere between 40 and 50 bands a year we've had so many bands come in here it's like, who's left you know <laughs> what what is left and but um yeah post pandemic it's going to be really um difficult it's going to be like starting again because a lot of bands decent bands of decent band there's a band called Tomorrow Is Lost who have just quit and they're a great band and we've never had them here and it's like shit they've just quit that's a band that should have played here that's a, unfortunately that's a story for a lot it's, of bands it over is and year. I'm seeing it I'm seeing them all drop like dominoes at the minute but you know for every band that drops a new band comes in um, Witch Tripper a fantastic band they headlined both uh, they opened and closed on one day um, they opened the acoustic and closed the main stage and they rammed the place the place you couldn't move you couldn't get in and they quit last year and I said how can you quit that's, that's <laughs> not on you can't just quit but they've just come back as another band or two of them are in have started a new band and I said right I've not even listened to the music I don't, know, I don't care will you come and play next year <laughs> so I've got them because I know they're going to be good excellent so, so we'll, we'll wrap this up now Jay because yeah. I know you're busy it's yeah. my birthday yeah. oh it's your birthday <laughs> happy birthday this is what this is all about did you not no, see no, the no. chocolate cake no, I, I didn't assumed it was some sort of splodging there. No, it's my birthday, so we've got my, my friend's band, um, Jack Ryland Smith, who used to be in Janani. He's now uh, the drummer for uh, White Tiger. He's also our drum tech for Breaking Bands. I've um, I've offered to um, 
give them my expertise for the next six months so I'm going to manage the band for the next six months so I've sort of um, I've given them some guidance in the last few days even just sat them down earlier and said look you're going to do some interviews with media this is what you need to say to the media you've got to bullshit them because they're horrible bastards that sort of thing you know fucking terrible <laughs> fucking terrible stuff I'm yeah. alright uh, Jay thank you very much <laughs> for your time and, uh, interview now, yes, eh? yes I'm going to do it now right? and thank you very much for, uh, for the invite to come down and, and watch your uh, watch this guys watch I appreciate guys. that you've been sat here naked for the whole interview so oh, it's been naked. brilliant there's nothing to see if I was naked let's put it that way okay that's it we'll wrap this up now right thanks very much Jay cheers Cheers, thank you our chat with Jay from the Breaking Bands Festival and the track No Fucks Given by White Tiger spelt T-Y-G-E-R it was nice to get out the house get in and see some live music it's been what 18 months something like that absolutely yeah so yeah I don't know what it's like in the whereabouts in America are you Brian New York on Long Island okay what's it like over there now it's been changing fast um Things are happening again. Um, lots of people have been vaccinated, so things are opening up more and more. 
it's like weird that it's weird that <laughs> you're seeing people without masks. You know, what was normal is abnormal. Everything's upside down. It's just so funny how fast that changes for us and how quickly we no, adapt. I, I, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, Brian. It's happening over here as well. And, you know, like I was talking about the football, just, you know, we've gone from empty stadiums less than two months ago to 40,000 mm. people in Wembley Stadium this afternoon. So, yeah, yeah, things are happening. Wow. And like you say, it is a, it's, change is always weird. And even though it's changing back to where we've always had it, it's, it's obviously going to be a bit strange to start with, isn't it? We're all being well. You, it, it gets back sooner. Are you into the live music scene, Brian? Oh, I love live music. Absolutely. I haven't seen any live music in quite a while, though. It's been a, quite a long time, yeah. I know you produce... Uh, do, you, do, you, do you produce music, don't you? Yes. Or you have done. I don't know if you still do. Oh, yeah. All the time. I know you spend a lot of time creating sounds and textures and everything for Ableton. Yeah, that's one of my favorite little hobbies, I guess, is um, just creating new sounds, seeing what happens when I put something in a sampler and um, building little instruments inside of Ableton Live where I have the certain controls set up. They have the eight macros, but they've gone to 16 now in Live 11. So it's just nice to have certain things at your fingertips that might control more than one parameter at a time. And I just find that it's a fun way to explore sound and come up with your own style by just hey, let's see what happens if I sample this owl that's screeching outside my house and try to make some kind of like pad synthesizer out of them. <laughs> well, don't blow your load too soon because we're going to talk all about that in your section. Um, but yeah, are you uh, planning on doing any live sets in the near future? Well, um, right now I've been playing with two of my friends. We've started like a three-piece garage rock band kind of thing. So. Oh, right. um, not at all electronic or Ableton-centric, although we're recording into Ableton Live. But it's been a lot of fun to sort of go back to my roots a little bit, playing electric guitar, singing, and making noise. So that's what we've I just think, started um, doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, think down the road, we'll, we'll be playing live. And that's what you're doing too? Yeah, we just started, was it two weeks ago? We got back together, um, me, Wayne and Neil, just uh, me on the drums, Wayne on the guitar, Neil on the bass. It's been a while, it's nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's really a, mm -hmm. the release is unmatched. I mean, I love doing my own little thing by myself, you know, the more electronic computer based stuff. But there really is nothing like slamming a big yeah. power cord on the electric guitar and, you know, <laughs> having the backup of the band. Uh, Absolutely. That's a thrill you can't, you can't find anywhere else. Mm. So, Wayne, um, I want you to take it away first, if you can, with your first song. We'll move on to the first song. Okay, so uh, this week I'm bringing a song called I Hope I Get This Right, and I'm apologies uh, to anybody in Wales. Uh, it's called, a song called Parodies, and it's by Edith, Morpit, and Foxglove. Uh, enjoy. Sure, we've had this on the show before.
So that was Paradise by Edith Morpit and Foxglove. Uh, a little bit about them. Uh, this song was specially commissioned to celebrate Welsh Language Day back in February um, 2021. So this song's a bit, you know, we're six months down the line from that, unfortunately, but I've just come to it and I bloody loved it, so I thought I'd bring it. Um, a bit of what it says about them. Uh, parodies, uh, Paradise is, I think it's Paradise, it is paradise because I remember yeah. it now. As soon as you said Welsh, yeah. uh, well, that Welsh day, I remember it. Well, it's either been on the show before, but I love it, so I'm bringing it again. Yeah, no, it's worth um, bringing back because it's a really yeah. good song. So, Paradise is a beguiling pop song that sows bubbling beats with glowing instruments and runs over with infectious soul harmonies that accentuate the beautiful, um, the beauty of the Welsh language. A, col- a collaboration between cutting edge soul pop artist and producer Edith, Kate from rock band Morpit and Fionn, a pop singer who works under the alias Foxlove. Two singers who, despite being native Welsh speakers, were recording in, Wel- in Welsh for the first time. Uh, there's a lot, there's a, you know, there's paragraphs after paragraphs here. I'm, I'm not going to read all that out. We'll be here all night. Um, but just, you know, the whole song is a vibe, and I just love it. It's got this lovely, easy, laid-back, lazy summer energy to it, and... You know, it's massively ethereal, and I, you know, any any listener to the show knows how I feel about songs that are ethereal, and it's it's just layered to death. You know, it's, the, the reverb's <laughs> got reverb, you know, and uh, it's it's the time of year where I'm thinking about. You know, we've just played the the interview with Jay from the Breaking Bands Festival, and I'm thinking about festivals. I've I've only got one scheduled, unfortunately, this year, and unfortunately. Festivals are dropping like flies. Has been I noticed um, yesterday on Facebook um, another three or four festivals. Unfortunately, have had to cancel. Some have already gone ahead with massive social distancing in place, and a lot of fest. You know, I mean, the Download Festival was the biggest hit of our summer so far, where they they stripped everything back and used it as a pilot. You know, there was no masks, there was no social distancing. You just took a test when you got there, and off you go. You know, and I was hoping that a lot of festivals would sort of go along with that but some unfortunately have had to fall by the wayside and what I'm trying to get at is this is the kind of thing you'd hear at a festival when you just when you you know it's a lazy Saturday morning after a big Friday night or a lazy Sunday morning after a big Saturday night and it's just leaking out of tents and it's giving you that gorgeous festival mellow vibe and I'm all about that um, apart from all of that it is just a really well constructed song as well you know, it flows lovely. The, the dips and falls are well measured. Everything about it. I just, I just thought this was an absolutely great song from the minute I heard it. I thought this has got to come to the podcast with me. So, uh, Brian, what do you think of this? I thought it was really nice. I mean, I think anytime you put those kind of climbing arps in a song like that, I love it. It, it feels like it's taking you away up into the sky or something. And combine that with those lush vocal harmonies. There's a lot to... There's a lot to like kind of soak into in that song. There's a lot of elements, as you said, layered to death in a good way. <laughs> yeah, in a good yeah. way, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's a complete uh, immersion in a world. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. Richie? Uh, not really much more to add than that, to be honest. It, it is what it is. It's like I say, it's very ethereal, it's beautiful. Um, the, the Welsh language on top of it almost makes it feel elvish. Yes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I've had this. We've had this on the podcast before. But I'm happy to have it back because it's beautiful. It's nice to be remo- reminded of it. In fact, now that you've reminded me of it, I will go and uh, s- 
seek it down on Spotify and add it to my playlist. Yeah. So, good choice, Wayne. I like it a lot. Thank you. Mm. Shall I go with mine now, shall I? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, my song that I'm bringing is... um, I've got the Tezos blockchain on my screen for some reason. I don't know why that's going to be. So, yeah, I'm bringing... Oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yartree. Y-A-A-T-R-Y. Yartree with their composition in the clouds. So, yeah, this is that.
having begun as an outlet for guitarist Liam Narain Dittar's cultural and musical identity, emerging from a childhood spanning four continents and countless cultures, Yartree brings together Dittar's long-term collaborators and friends to create an immersive and captivating sound. In the Clouds is the second release from Yartree's upcoming debut album, Lucid. Set to release in October this year, these tracks balance the hauntingly beautiful with the unapologetic menacing while pushing the boundaries of modern song structures. The melody is driven by a hypnotic riff influenced by by something that I can't read, found in Indian classical <laughs> raga, while simultaneously nodding to the guitar-heavy rock and roll guitar was raised on. Uh, love this. Um, it's very... Uh, obviously, I don't need to, to say it because it stands out a mile. It stinks heavily of Kate Bush and Bjork. Um, but I, that, I think maybe that's what I like about it. It's... It's almost got a similar kind of vibe to your song that you've brought, Wayne. However, yeah. it's it, because of its lacklustre production compared to yours, it feels more organic. It almost feels lo-fi in comparison. But again, that's what I like about it. It's, it's just that organicness about it and the beautiful voice. It's, it's Yeah, it's got the same kind of vibe, same kind of feeling, but without... Without all, without layering it to death, I think. Brian. Yes, very nice one. This this one really takes you on a journey too. It's um, one new section to the next, and um, I definitely got that Bjork vibe in the vocals. And I love how the vocals they go from like the lead to almost like just a swirling, swelling um, accompaniment to the instrumentation somewhere halfway through and as soon as i heard it it, it kind of reminded me of um rachmaninoff um piano concerto d minor i believe okay uh, it, you know <laughs> not that I, there's nobody yeah, to question you <laughs> <laughs> well i only know it because it was in one of my college classes you know that that like kind of opening melody it's it's i don't know if it's a th- call out to it or, or just a kind of similar but it um it reminded me of that and it, and what i thought was cool about it was that all of a sudden the electric guitars come in and the drums come in and it's a rock yeah. band and i was not expecting that at all and then you know as it goes along it, it kind of morphs into some other <laughs> dimensions as well <laughs> so it's it's, yeah. it's a very like kind of like progressive rock and um it is yeah uh, yeah it's it was a fun journey and i i have the uh soundcloud open and i just love the art too of these like um it's, it's like kind of like a painting of some birds sitting on a tree looks very um fantasy uh almost medieval <laughs> art yeah. kind of look it's really cool and it, it is the vibe you get from the song as well wayne I mean, you guys have stole all my thunder, you know. I thought, <laughs> I've got you here with prog rock. Nobody said, oh, fuck, somebody said prog rock. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I was getting a band called Coed and Cambria, very loosely, but I was getting some Coed and Cambria, and they are massively pro- progressive rock. And I was getting bits of that from it. You know, you, you get this lovely, gentle, swaying intro that then gives way to a bit of, uh, you know, swaying. And they, they said it, I wrote it down here, but there's gentle menace, and then that gives way to something a bit more... A, a bit more menacing 
and I just I, love, I thought it was really good there's some gorgeous runs in this uh, I love the way that the vocal line follows the um, the music line I agree with them completely it's, it's very beguiling it says in their um, band intro uh, band, band spiel that it's a very beguiling song and I, I do I agree with that it's, it's very beguiling the other the other thing I've wrote down is very intrinsic and that's what you were saying Rich it's very natural sounding even though it's it's got you know bits and bobs from all over the place it does sound it's got that natural feel to it it's, it's got a natural recording sound to it it's not overdone it's not been sent through every sampler and every bloody mixer that can be combined it's it's got the guitars sound quite raw and that's very rare to find you know in a song that's so polished to find a guitar sound that does sound like it's just come straight out the amp that hasn't gone through a modular or anything like that it's just come straight out yeah like it a lot it's very nice Awesome. Brian, how are we doing on time? Excellent. Plenty of time. Cool, cool, cool. cool. So I was going to say, if we haven't got much time, we could go straight to your section. No, I got I got another good hour. Okay, then. Oh, yeah. brilliant. We'll do the wild card then. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what we'll do next. We'll move on to the wild card. But before we do that, please go check out the artists that we've just listened to. Uh, please go show them some love. If you like the work, please buy the work because, you know, in support independent artists because they you know yeah I've, I've said this on many shows if you can't buy the work because we promote lots of bands and I understand you can't buy everybody's work go and give them a like just like them on Facebook like them on Twitter that means a lot because then it opens it up to a whole new section of the internet that they hadn't had before. So if you like the guys, go like just yeah. a YouTube video, just go and do something or, you know, down, download something on Spotify or um, anything like that that gives them a bit more recognition. That's the way to do it. If you can't buy their work, support them in other ways. Also, you'll notice, Wayne, as well, other than the show, doing the music through the show, I will. All, if I'm listening to music, I will always share music I like on Facebook and on Instagram so everybody can see what I'm listening to. And Look that, at you. you know, share, share, <laughs> share their music. If it's good enough for you to listen to, you love it, share it. So, yeah, do that. Right, we're going to move on to the wild card. The wild card. Tell people what the wild card is, Wayne. Uh, the wild card is where we go to our emails, our vast amount of emails that are sent to us uh, from bands, artists, DJs, everybody, and Rich flicks through them and Brian will shout, stop, and we will play a random song that none of us have heard before this evening. Does that cover it? I think it does. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to the emails. It's okay, I'm into the emails. What are we going to do, Brian? I'm going to flick through these emails now. Hundreds of emails, thousands of emails, in fact. Hmm. And then at some point, you're just going to say stop. Drum roll, please. Um, <laughs> so, flicking through, flicking, 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 Okay, we have Sluka. This has been sent to us by Independent Music Promotions, Inc. So, they have sent us Sluka with Tonight You Belong To Me. After recently being named Best Local Band in the San Diego Reader's Best of 2020 poll, Intellectual Alternative Rock Group Sluka. We've had Sluka Mm. before. Have we? Yeah. 
Not this song though, it was a different one. Group Sluka return with an explode. They were weird. Very weird <coughs> indeed. Yeah. Okay, anyway, major head fuck. Return with an explosive new music video for Tonight You Belong to Me. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. Expect the unexpected <laughs> in this dark, visionary take on the American classics. So this is a cover that I'm guessing. Tonight You Belong to Me is an American popular song written in 1926 by. Lyricist Billy Rose and composer Lee David. Okay. Um, there's a bit of a bio here about Sluka, but uh, if you know, if you if you like them, go out your way and have a have a have a look at that bio because we'll leave the links to this crew band person in the um, in the show notes. So yeah, this is Sluka with their song, his song, it's song. Um, Tonight you belong to me. a bit loud I'll change that in the edit um, fucking hell and the cuckoo clock goes off he, no put it leave it on Wayne it was perfectly timed no he's not going to play it <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that Wayne wow I mean uh, so while you're playing the song <laughs> you know you, have you had enough yet? You know, you're going to keep cuckooing, <laughs> aren't you? Come on. Get off, right. Um, 
So what were you playing the song? I thought I looked yeah, that's not. Up. Sorry, I just want to point out, Brian, that's not a sound effect. Wayne has a, actually has a cuckoo clock. Okay, I, didn't, I wasn't sure if that was part of the end of the song. Cause no. I, could well, right in. I, I could see your mistake there, Brian, to be honest. Um, so it, it was, it was, it well was playing, and you got this, this, you know, it's a very clean vocal, played over some very nice uh, ukulele, and obviously you've got this lovely oh. song, and I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's check this guy out, because this is a nice song. Let's check him out on, uh, on Spotify. So I was checking him out on Spotify, and first thing that you get is that Sluka looks like one of those supernatural villains from a Stephen King novel. He's 100% <laughs> rocking the Randall Flagg vibe. Um, and then you flick through some of his pictures, and he's playing guitar with a sword, stroke attacking his guitar with a sword in one of the pictures. All right? Um, and as I was looking at this picture, I th- honestly thought you'd press play on another song as well, Rich, so we had the two songs combined. That's what I thought had happened. <laughs> But it's not. Uh, he obviously no. turned the weird up to 11. And yeah. you get that whole nightmare fever dream finale with, you know, the, the fairground sounds in there and, and the, the, the really deep baritone singing. I did not, not like it. I thought it was, it was interesting. Wayne. Well, whatever the hell it was, it made my bowels rumble. Let's put it that way. It was very deep. So... Um, <laughs> It was fun and it was inventive and it's something I haven't heard before and that's what this show is all about. So yeah, it's a thumbs up from me. It was um, the, the last song they brought was Ico Ico. Ah oh, right, okay. So yes, they yeah. just do covers. These guys then. I don't think they only do covers, but th- those mm. are the yeah, that was fucked up and weird as well. <laughs> yeah, in fact, while I was watching, listening to this, I clicked onto the YouTube to have a look at the video for it. Yeah. It, 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 that that makes it even worse. I've just I, dropped an earphone. Yeah. Oh mate. Yeah, so brilliant. Wow. Okay. So when you said intellectual alternative rock <laughs> <laughs> in the That's intro, it's a new there, genre. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to hear a ukulele first thing. <laughs> uh, but then you know, I immediately recognize a song, and I guess it's an old standard. But I know it from the movie with Steve Martin, The Jerk. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar oh, yes. with that movie from probably from the seventies. Um, and he's uh, he's walking on the beach with uh, with the woman that he's uh, getting involved with, and they're singing it, and it's it's beautiful, you know. And it, and it seems like it's really Steve Martin and and the actress whose name I can't remember right now. Madeline um, Kahn, maybe. I'm not sure. It might I'm be, just yeah. Look it up. That's that sounds about right. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a great like adorable scene in that film. It's um, a great film in in general. Yeah, it really is. Oh, Bernadette Pe- Bernard, Bernadette Peters is her name. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like another actress I've heard of. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you know, right away I was like kind of into it, you know. It's, I mean, it's just a great song, right? And it's the harmonies, really cool. But I had a feeling something was coming, you know, with that um, intellectual alternative rock. And the synth explosion was was pretty fun and exciting. And and you can kind of hear like the fun they were having, kind of screaming the the song after that all came in. You know, you hear all the different voices. It sounds like they're just gang vocals in the studio, having a blast. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Someone, I just need to go back. Did you say you hadn't seen the jerk, Rich? Uh, no. You haven't. Oh my <laughs> God! The cat juggling has to stop. 
<laughs> you're in for a treat. Yeah. He's angry at these cans. Oh, man, you need to... <laughs> You need to watch this straight after that. The joke is an instant classic. Oh, dear. Anyway. I'm probably not going to do that. And uh, as for this song, I don't have anything to say. Okay. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Just go (laughs) check him out if you like him. Uh, well, any yeah. reaction is better than no reaction, I suppose. Oh, I didn't say it was bad. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know how I feel about it. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't say it was any bad. I'm just saying any reaction is better than no reaction. I guess uh, so, yeah. Bewilderment is better than not liking it at all. I thought, I thought it was... It's a it fun was, setup yeah, from exactly. tiny ukulele to extreme universe exploding <laughs> kind of ending. To the devil <laughs> playing on his... Devil guitar. Yeah. Um, Ukulele yeah. apocalypse. <laughs> right. So we're going to move on to our next section, which is our guest spotlight. All right. Thank you to our studio audience there. Uh, <laughs> Social distance, of course. (laughs) So, Brian, thank you again for joining us this evening or this afternoon, wherever you are. I'd imagine it is. Yeah, this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit behind Uh, you in the past here. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) as you stated, you've got some teaching to do later because you teach Ableton to university or university online, is it? Yeah, Berkeley online. Oh, only Berkeley. Currently. Yeah, no, nobody's small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a sampling course in Ableton Live. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's just um, really like an imagination class in a lot of ways. You know, where you you what can you find that makes sound, and how how can we make music out of it? It's totally right up my alley for the stuff I like to do myself with my own sound design work, and it's always. What's nice about it is that it's always different, even though the assignments might stay the same and the materials are the same. Every time a student attempts these assignments, it's going to come out differently. It's just, I'm so endlessly fascinated with what you can do with just any sound, any noise you can find and how you can repurpose it. And I think that fascination for me kind of started with the Beatles and how they would often use things that weren't instruments in their song to add either to the feel or the vibe of the music, for instance. Yeah, well, they, they, they were, they were yeah. innovators, weren't they? I mean, they, they created sounds that we use today that, that when you, like distortion, for example. Yeah, feedback. Who used distortion before the Beatles. Yeah. Now you try and find a band today that doesn't use it, you know. Right, yeah. And creative stuff like uh, blowing bubbles in a cup for Octopus's Garden, you know, during that solo, <laughs> it makes you feel like you're underwater. It puts you in the in the moment. I, I just love yeah. that, you know, that kind of creative thinking and, and having fun with the studio as like an instrument. And with, you know, with that class that I'm teaching right now, it's just, um, it's like a field day for that. Ableton, for those that don't know, is a DAW. My first experience with a DAW was Reason. Hmm propeller head it's my only experience really i did some stuff that i've created and i've put on soundcloud but it's pretty much my own stuff i don't really let people listen to it it's well i, I kind of I've, I've said 
before a previous episode, I got an M-Audio keyboard and I just sat down and played and layered stuff. And I, I enjoyed doing it, you know. I, I, I know kind kind of made what I'd like to listen to type thing, but not very well because I'm not very experienced. But I think that was the good thing about uh, what, what I discovered for me. Even though I'm not a musician, anybody can get a DAW and start making music. It's like, any, it's not, not professionally, but... You know, if you want to make music and you're not a fully-fledged musician, you get yourself a decent DAW, you can start there and you can you can begin to learn to start making music. And it's like, you know, I'm not a tennis player, but I can play tennis. I'm not a musician, but I can make music with the DAW. I don't know what Ableton's like, but like with um, Reason... Yeah, I was, I was just able to start layering stuff and creating stuff and making stuff and playing with sounds, downloading like what you create, the uh, samples and messing about with them. It was I could spend hours messing about with sounds or spend hours like trying to change um, change the pitch or the, the shape of a, a drum sound. I think it was you that said it. You spent, I think it was you, you spent ages, like half an hour, or to to know messing back with the snare, trying to change the the pitch of the snare, and then eventually you just went back to the original because it sounded just fine. You can get lost. Or was in that, that somebody stuff. else? I've definitely yeah done that before. Um, half an hour—that's like no time. <laughs> you can get lost and <laughs> yeah. swept away in all the tweaks. But you're right. Like nowadays, the access to music making is—I mean, even on your phone, you know, if any smartphone nowadays has pretty power more powerful than the Beatles had if you have garage band on your iPhone you are pretty well set with a really powerful music making tool and I think it's really cool because I mean I grew up playing guitar and um, I didn't have any formal training before that and uh, to record your music was really complicated. And there were cassette tape, four tracks you could get. And the quality was... Still got one of them. <laughs> oh, do you? I uh, wish I still had mine. Um, uh, but Fosters for fun. 424, I think I've got. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. to get that was a big deal. Yeah. And the quality was really the biggest hurdle you had to get over. I mean, as soon as you started recording more than a couple of tracks, like the noise builds up and everything gets kind of washed away. But nowadays you can really get some high quality sounds without knowing what you're doing at all. So the, the like uh, barrier to entry has really been lowered, which I think is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you, you're you can you can kind of like a figurehead for Ableton. You, you um, they sponsor you. Well, I'm a certified trainer with Ableton, which is really kind of just like their stamp of approval. Uh, probably okay. the way I got involved in using Ableton Live specifically was because it had such a strong community attached to it. I was using, I started, um, like I said, on cassette tapes and stuff, but when I finally got into using the computer, it was Pro Tools, because that's what I knew. You know, that's kind of like the household name, the, you know, the Kleenex brand (laughs) of uh, DAWs (laughs) that um, just anyone would know. Uh, But then I was into a few others. Logic was really enjoyable for me that Apple makes Logic now. But as I was trying to learn more and more going on YouTube, researching, I kept coming across these Ableton Live tutorials. And 
after a while, I was like, let me give this a shot, you know, played around with it. And I just loved the the workflow. I felt like it was um, kind of more like the studio became an instrument and I was, it was helping me make music and helping me be creative compared to some of the other softwares I was using that I sort of felt like I was making music in spite of the so- software, you know? And okay. um, yeah, so just by using that, I got involved in the community myself and um, eventually went through the certification process. And um, Ableton's really supportive as a company and they really pushed community. And even just this past weekend, they ran an event called Loop, which they're doing online right now during our, uh, you know, pandemic lifestyle. But it's still really cool that they're getting people together and keeping the community going and bringing a lot of positivity and giving people a lot of inspiration. Cool. Um, I said earlier that when I, when I first started messing about, I was using Reason. Um, I haven't used anything for a while since I got rid of that computer. I haven't bothered download, downloading anything. And every time I speak to a musician or somebody who uses DAWs, I, I, it seems to me I'm the only person who's ever used Reason. Nobody seems to use it. <laughs> What would you say is the biggest difference between something like Reason and Ableton? Well, what's kind of cool about Reason is it really tries to look like your hardware. So when you open up Reason, you've got these rack spaces like you would in a studio. Yeah. And you can actually flip them around and see where all the wires are connecting and do all your routing. So it's got a really nice, like, kind of hands-on vibe like you feel like you're really playing with wires and hardware uh so i think i think that's really it's also very complex that's what also made it a bit more complicated than it probably needed to be as well yeah it's really nice if you come from that world if you have a, a rack mount you know setup where you've got a bunch of different devices and hardware that you're used to using reason is going to look very familiar to you. When you start getting into um, the DAW, the digital audio workstation in general, um, it can get pretty complicated pretty fast. So if that's something you're familiar with, it's, it's a nice place to start. So I wasn't very familiar with all that and I just kind of, you know, I learned my way through it. So if I'm coming from that to Ableton, I should be able to pick that up quite quick, would you think? Well, I'd say at the core, they all kind of do very similar things. You know, you're recording music and a lot of the terminology, your tracks, your effects, how to use a compressor is the same in any DAW. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, So they kind of get the same job done. It's it's more like which uh, route do you want to take? What what road do you want to ride on? Mm -hmm. And um, one thing that Ableton really changed with their program live was this thing called the session view, which was a more like a non-linear kind of um, way of producing music. Now, normally when people look at their DAW and they look at their screen, they, the music goes from left to right. And that's really a metaphor, like a visual metaphor for analog tape, where you have the tape, your music yeah. is over here, you gotta rewind to get to it. What they did with live, was give you this option to kind of work in outside the timeline really so you can have a drum loop playing and you can add your bass guitar part and then you can add your guitar part and then you could build another set of loops that might be your chorus and you can have them playing and going overdubbing things on top of it and then you can do things like let's hear how the verse drums sound on the chorus 
what if I put those background vocals here from the bridge over there? Now we're in the more uh, tape look, the left to right view. That's a lot of dragging things around, moving stuff around. But in the nonlinear view, the session view, you can just kind of play these different loops and just see how they sound. It's almost like having lots of little tape machines going. It's great for songwriting. Mm. I've recently had a new electric piano, so I've been meaning to download a DAW. So I might, and I hear they've got like a, a month or two free trial on Ableton, so I might try that. Yeah, you know, it might even be longer than that right now. I don't want to say the wrong information, but I think it might be a 90-day <laughs> trial at this point. Okay. Um, well, in that case, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Days. Lots of great materials for learning it, too. It's a rabbit hole. Beware. Okay. Well, that's what I'll be doing after this, then. <laughs> cool. And uh, your podcast, you have a podcast um, where you, you kind of get off your your mind, everything that... Uh, it, it almost feels like everything that's built up in, in your head, you kind of use the podcast to get out there. Yeah. It's called the Music Production Podcast. And... It's all about really anything loosely. What's it about? Yeah, that's that's part of the reason I named it that. So I yes, don't really have to answer that question, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really anything related to making music, and um, I'll have guests on about half the time, and about the other half of the time, I'll just speak myself, and I'm often working through my own thoughts. I wonder if you guys have experienced this doing your podcast where the just the act of talking about stuff and having to formulate sentences about like what we thought about this last song to just articulate it really helps you sort your thinking about things. Um, um, yeah. I can certainly, I, I can't attest and say, yeah, absolutely, mm. yeah, you know, Brian, but I, I understand what you're saying. It, it makes you think more about what you want to say and how you feel about something. Doing the podcast certainly has made me more aware of my likes and dislikes and how to articulate that rather than just saying that's bad and not having the reason behind it. You know, I've, I'm, you can't just do that. You have to um, give the reasons for good or bad. So, so yeah, I, I, to some extent I can understand. I, I, I sort of agree with you. Music-wise, it's, uh, it's helped me think outside the box what I'd usually have hated or disliked or thought I disliked over time through listening to hundreds of submissions a week you suddenly start to understand different genres different styles different um, ways of writing mm. and such like and you start to appreciate and enjoy it. and some stuff I would usually have just threw, by the, threw to the side and ignored I've, I actually now have on my playlist, so it's it's kind of made me appreciate more. But uh, as for speaking, I hate speaking. I don't even know why a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that's a funny point. I've I've found my podcasts come out best when I do uh, less talking <laughs> with my guests. You know, if I just quiet down, they tend to uh, take the lead. It's it's almost more um, listening sometimes. That's, what, that's, good. that's why you have a guest on though, isn't it? You know, you have them on to f find out about them, talk to them about what they do. And if you have a guest on that says nothing, it's, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And people uh, yeah. like to discuss whatever it is they're up to and what they're interested in. 
Um, so if you can figure that out, um, usually they, they're, they're happy to talk and I, I can often, that makes my job easy when they're, you know, and they're into what they're saying. I can kind of just sit back and let them go. Yeah. Um, it's not just always about music though. I mean, I think I remember one episode, you, you just went off on one about procrastinating mm. and, uh, <laughs> Uh, I thought I'm not going to enjoy this. He's just talking about, but uh, it's something about your voice as well. It's kind of like you know what they call it when uh, you, you're like listening to people rub things. What's that called? It's, um, ASMR. Yeah. ASMR. There's something ASMR about your voice. So I thought I'm not going to enjoy him talking about procrastinating, but I did. Oh. I really did, and I, I took in what you said as well, and it made sense. So yeah, you've got very your dulcet tones. They're, they're very luring. <laughs> That's good to know. I guess I have a face for radio, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> well, a, a lot of times I feel like the music part is just a metaphor for life, where we are talking about music and procrastinate. How can you get to work? How can you get more done? But if you just take music and replace it with kind of almost anything relationships life um it still kind of works a lot of the time and and that's something i'm really interested in is how the things that work in one aspect of life also work in another and in that way i can find value in actually doing things i don't enjoy <laughs> because i can see it almost <laughs> as a way that i'm actually improving in the stuff that i do enjoy um I did an episode recently where I talked about, um, so I'm a high school English teacher by day. Okay. And, um, I did know that. Yeah. So like, I, I like one of the great things about teaching English is you can kind of connect anything to it. If I can just find an article or a clip about something that I want to talk about, there we go. We can analyze it and we're, we're doing English stuff. But, um, I was kind of thinking about like one of the most important things to, say to my students as the school year's ending, like, you know, what, what do I want to leave them with? And I came up with um, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Meaning if you are going to be slacking off, if you're going to be lazy, if you're not going to put your heart into things, you're practicing being that way in your life. You're building that habit. If you instead work hard at everything you do, you're practicing working hard and I, I think about that with like laundry or cutting the grass or something like things I don't really like to do. But if I can see it as an opportunity to practice trying hard at stuff so that when it's time for me to actually try hard on something I care about, that's kind of my normal mode of operation. Then it's easier okay. to when I'm working on a production to like go over the details and, and really get into the nitty gritty with it because I know what it's like to get into the nitty gritty when I cut my grass or when I fold my laundry <laughs> and it just becomes a practice. So it's a lot of times the things that I wind up getting into um, almost don't sound like they have anything to do with music, but they, they do it and it, it all connects. It's all like, I guess some, um, a personality or a character thing that you're working on on some level it's all very interesting listening to you all the time it's like I'd say it's like music philosophy yeah music and philosophy you could have called it the music philosophy podcast right it's, that'd be good too yeah it, and you, I don't think there's anybody else out there doing it either you know it's it, yeah it, 
liked looking at everything from different angles that most people wouldn't think of and if they do think of it they wouldn't even think to talk about it but, uh, and I didn't know that yeah, was going to well, happen. I, I, yeah. That so I could have never named it beforehand that <laughs> because I wasn't <laughs> okay. aware that was going to happen. And I think that's kind of what I was I meant before. Um, as you start talking about things, as you start exploring them, um, instead of just these kind of like um, nebulous thoughts in your head that kind of bounce around, when you have to actually put it into a concrete sentence, suddenly. You, you can grab it more and you can hold on to it and then think about that on a deeper level. I think that was something you said earlier on. You, you know, this isn't going to be scripted. It's not going to be, you know, it's going to be natural. It's going to, it's, you're just going to let it flow and see what comes out type thing. And not many people can do that, I don't think. Um, we do to an extent, but we have, we, we do have a formula. We do have a, a structure to the show. And I think without that, I, I don't think it would work. You, there's something about you and the way you think and the way that you speak that that that, that it's fine, it works for you and it's good. I, I, I come back and I keep, keep listening to it, but there's not many people that can get away with that. So I do take my hat off to you for that. Well, thanks. I, I admire how you guys do it too. I, I love the structure that you have and that there's these oh, segments. You want if you had to do the work. Well, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not because I felt like I could get away with it. It was more um, if I had all of that and I had to worry about all of that, I know I wouldn't do it. If if the editing was going to, if yeah. I had to go back over a two hour conversation and trim it up, uh, I mean, some people do amazing podcasts that are really like audio works of art. Um, I would, I would, I would have never released an episode. It really, <laughs> I had dreams of that kind of stuff, but it wasn't until one day I just said, let me just talk and see if I can even do it. And I just put it out as is. And, then, and here we are. Here we are. I think we've had to find some sort of happy medium. Um, we're not mass, uh, excuse me, podcast isn't a masterpiece by any means, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's somewhere in between. But yeah, you, even though you you don't script it, it 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 flows really well. So, um, if our followers want to find you, want to listen to you, check you out, and I, I I recommend they do. So if you're listening to this, please go check out the music production podcast. Uh, where where can they where can they do that? I I have everything connected to my website. It's just brianfunk.com, and then. It would be brianfunk.com slash podcast to get to the podcast. And it, you'll find it on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find your favorite podcasts, such as this one. I'm sure we're side mm -hmm. by side, right? Yeah. Um, also, is that really your second name? It is. It is, yes. No fucking way. <laughs> yes, it is. My whole life. It's... Uh, that is that is amazing. Yeah. I... I you were truly kind blessed of avoided from the start. for a long time because it's almost like you know it's a style of music and I didn't want I wasn't making that kind of music so I felt like it was misleading but uh it's sometimes <laughs> just easier to go with it you know <laughs> wow people would change their name by deed Paul for that <laughs> uh yeah so yep yeah, uh Please go check Brian out. Please go check out his podcast. Um, your music, have you got music that I can listen to? Have you got any music we can play? Uh, well, um, 
I'll put I'll put it in post edit for yeah, you. Yeah, we could uh, probably so, find yeah, something we'll, off the SoundCloud to put on, which will give them an idea of what you can do on Ableton. Yeah, and and you know, I I think I might have mentioned playing guitar uh, is where I started, and I think a lot of people get this feeling that Ableton Live is for electronic music specifically, and it does work well in, in that kind of you know genre. Anything loop based, it really works well on, but it's great for uh, singer songwriters too, and that's uh, something I've um, really taken to, and. I think you can make any kind of music you want with it. There's really no kind of uh, direction. So that's something I always try to like remind people of. Like you know, do whatever you want with it. This this is a tool that um you can use in a lot of ways. Absolutely. I was uh, I um, borrowed a guitar for some of the stuff that I did, and because I, I can't really play guitar, but I can lay down chords and pick notes, so I can lay them down in the the DAW. And then and then the computer plays it for me type thing. So yeah, you can use actual instruments, and I quite enjoyed that about it as well. Hmm. In fact, I even plugged my uh, Elisis drum kit into it as oh, well. Oh, cool! So yeah, if you've got some music, send it over, and we'll play that out as well. Nice, thank you. Awesome. So uh, yeah, I think uh, unless you've got anything else to add, Wayne, I think we are done and um, dusted. I've just got one thing. Um, if you follow us and you go to our website, we, we've got a little blog area where I'll pick a song at random that I've found in the in our email account and, and I really like and I just want to write some words about it. Um, I'd like to do that for people. So if you want to email me specifically, if I like the song, I'll put it up on the blog. Um, so if you want to do that, if you want to send me your songs and I can, I'll write some nice words for you, uh, send your submissions to wayne at uh, yhhtmdc.com and I'll put you on the blog if I like your music and, you know, if you want to support us, you could buy us a coffee. Um, by all means, do that. And if, uh, if he doesn't if you like your music, it, he'll yeah. pretend we've got too many submissions and he hasn't heard it yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to... You just fall off your chair, mate. No, I'll just hit my head on the mic. Oh dear. You know, I think that's, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, if you don't mind me saying, um, cool. I think that's a really cool thing you guys are doing and trying to shine some light on some new artists that people might not have heard before. I mean, it, there's so much music out there and so much of it gets lost in the noise. And it's really nice that you're not only opening up opportunity for artists to to get their music out to an audience, but you're also... Uh, helping people find music too, helping them find new music, and I think it's it's so important that people do that. And you guys have mentioned this, um, the 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 idea of like supporting the artists, and I think it's uh, you know we have to as as fans of music too, we have to um, support our artists that we love and and give them the likes or or buy the single or whatever it is, just to keep it happening because it's it's so delicate being an artist you're putting your stuff out there and you're you're working real hard and so often the result of all your hard work is just 
crickets, like no, nothing. People don't even listen. <laughs> it, it used to be, you, you know, you th- oh, we're going to give our album away. Wow. You know, I can't believe we're doing that. Now you can't even get people to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. you guys are doing is, is so important. And um, I appreciate that very much for the sake of... Thank uh, you very much. Yes, thank you very much. For yeah, for the much. sake of music in general. <laughs> I appreciate it. I think, uh, you know, m- music, it, 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 it's like an entity. It's like a living being with us. It's like, you listen to a piece of music and sometimes and it'll, it'll impact you. It'll, have a, it, it'll, it'll touch you in a way that, you know, you, you'll be listening to it and you'll have feelings and it'll bring things out. And I... That, that it happens to everybody, but yeah, it kind of happened to me once. I was listening to a piece of music that wasn't very well known, and I thought nobody, nobody knows this song. Mm. Hardly anybody must know what this song is. This, this person has a few, few hundred uh, monthly listens, but this is amazing. People need to hear this, and people aren't going to hear it. And these guys have made this amazing piece of work, and people should hear it's that kind of thing. So. I've, it was kind of that that gave made me want to do the podcast you know lesser known music that people should listen to because it's amazing there are some amazing artists out there that are better than that in the mainstream they just don't have the same money or know the same people in the same places and it's a shame because they yeah. should be heard because they are amazing but yeah I'm glad you get it Brian so yes um that was Brian Funk. Check him out. Check us out, please, at anywhere you can find a podcast on Spotify to iHeartRadio to iTunes, Google Podcast, everywhere. Um, you can find us at www.yhhtmpc.com. Uh, go over there. You can submit your music to info at yhhtmpc.com you can support us if you want to do that at buymeacoffee.com forward slash yhhtmp um, yeah other than that I think that is it and uh, thank you again Brian thank you Wayne um, that is not how we finish is it Wayne that is not how <laughs> no, we it's finish not. but thank you Brian so, yes it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on there. thank you both very much yeah And until next time, I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. And our guest has been... Brian. (laughs) Brian (laughs) Funk. Thanks for listening. (laughs) If indeed. You still are. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
Summer is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Cooking out, diving in, and soaking up a whole lot of sunshine. The Home Depot has everything you need to start your summer right. Upgrade your cookout game with Traeger grills and smokers. Then gather around a new Hampton Bay patio set with family and friends. It feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot with savings on summer fun. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.